Hey friends, quick PSA before you listen to this amazing episode. This is a retro. Retro episodes were recorded in 2019 or early 2020, so essentially pre-pandemic. Any references to getting together or hanging out, just know that that happened during a time when we could actually do that. Enjoy. I'm always like, okay, how do you how do you recharge? How do you take care of yourself? I'd love to hear about your your self care tactics. I would say that gets sacrificed, and I I think been trying to to be better about that and saying that like this hour instead of being home, it might be better spent with me going to get a massage, and that might just fuel the whole family for the week. Really, <laughs> Mama needs a massage. Hello, coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to Her Next Chapter, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories from amazing women who have reinvented their careers or lives. Could be total changes, could be side hustles. I'm Stephanie Pierce, mother of three, wife of one, former corporate exec, and now I am the founder and CEO of StephPierce.com. And I am Julie Burton, founder of Modern Well, a female-centered co-working space in Minneapolis, and I'm the author of The Self-Care Solution, A Modern Mother's Must-Have Guide to Health and Well-Being, and I'm a mother and a wife. In each episode, Julie and I will bring you these awesome stories about the power, pain, and laughs that come from change. Are you ready for your next chapter? Welcome, everyone. We are so excited to have you here with us today for today's episode of Her Next Chapter. I am Stephanie Pierce, and I would love to welcome Allie Kaplan here with us today. Julie and I are excited to have her. Allie Kaplan is the editor-in-chief of Twin Cities Business, and we are excited to have her join us and tell us about her journey, her reinvention, her changes, her uh, challenges and obvious successes. Uh, so I'm going to turn it over to Allie now. Welcome, Allie. Thank you so much for being here. Julie, it's all yours. All right. Welcome, Allie. I'm what? so glad to be here. I'm honored. It's so much fun to have you. Allie and I have personal and professional relationship. Mm-hmm. We go back with our our uh, my cousin Joy. We're going to just talk about Joy because we have to, you right? Have to. We have to. She would to. be very angry if we didn't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so Allie's longtime, lifelong childhood friend is my first cousin, and that's how we originally connected. And then we've done some work professionally. Yeah. Um, I've done some writing for Allie and um, was on her radio show and just have had the privilege of knowing her for a few Decades, yeah. so at least a decade. But don't you love that? And I feel like increasingly, and maybe it's just as we get older and smarter and know more things, like just all those relationships kind of come together in different ways. Yes. I mean, so many people who maybe I started out professionally and now are really good friends or vice versa. It and, really, yeah. it's it's really a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing when that personal and professional mm-hmm. thing can, can come together. So thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Um, we are so excited to hear your story. Definitely. And we want to hear kind of how how it started. Here you are sitting as the editor of a 
a business publication, right? right? What the heck? And who would have thought right now? <laughs> I mean, Allie, yeah. as most of us know, have known her um, as the fashion girl, yeah. okay? Um, but so tell us about about your journey. How well, did you get here? I think maybe it's not, it doesn't seem as weird to me as maybe it did to others, the transition from being a, a style editor to being a, a business editor. I think I always approached retail and fashion as a business. I, that was really always the thing that interested me the most. I mean, I love clothes. It's fun to go to fashion shows. I mean, I like all of that. But I think what really sustained my interest was what prompts people to buy things? What's the psychology behind it? How do these trends come and go? How is it that every designer picks green the same season? Isn't that wild? You know, like just kind of the bigger picture, you know, looking at the macro trends around it. And so even though I was like writing about whether you should wear skinny jeans or, you know, go back to a bell bottom, I was thinking about the business of it. So it wasn't that weird to me. And I always wrote about entrepreneurs and, you know, and startups and businesses. And I think I think especially as the maker movement happened, you know, I was always telling those stories as well. And I think when you like to write, which is fundamentally what I consider myself, I'm a writer, I'm a journalist, you can tell stories about anything. That's what I love about it. So when this opportunity happened, yeah, it took me a minute to be like, hmm. But but pretty quickly, literally in the course of, uh, I got pulled into a meeting from my boss who was like, crazy idea. And it was not at all on my radar. And I found out that the editor-in-chief of Twin Cities Business, which is a sister publication to Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, so same company. So internally, I wasn't, it didn't feel like a huge risk. Um, I had been with Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine for like eight years. And it was really just a move down the hall. But, you know, the way we work as a company, you know, there are different teams that work on, you know, Delta Sky Magazine. We have our custom division. We have the Minneapolis St. Paul staff and we have the Twin Cities business staff. So I was just kind of moving down the hall with a group, different group of people. Um, but I, I got called in, crazy idea, you know, would you ever consider this? And literally before I even left my boss's office, I was like, yeah, I think I want to do that. That sounds great. So it was not expected. You were not expecting a change. No. You know, I would tell you that I was getting a little itchy in my role with Minneapolis St. Paul, and I think probably you know my uh, my boss knew that. Um, but I've always been a side hustler before we were calling it that. I mean, I've always had you know I do a radio show, which I did even before the magazine, which is a separate thing. I launched an app, so I've always done different projects, and so I always thought of it like, okay, you just kind of keep the the steady full time job, and then you I was going to do other things to kind of fuel that need to to be innovating or starting new things. And it just all of a sudden kind of got flipped like, wow, maybe I don't need to do a side project. Maybe I should just do a new job, you know, which felt a little daunting, but it felt like, yeah, it was time to maybe get out of my comfort zone. What I think is so cool about you, Allie, and I think it's just been such a key, you know, watching your, your career and your growth. You're you're a you're a yes person, right? Like you, I mean, I don't just, know. Just, you know, you, I don't think my kids would say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to, to be sitting in that meeting and and just you know have that initial thought, I think so many of us, right? We get we get caught up in the but, but wait, I. I a business editor? Well, I, you know, I, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. I don't, you know, so oh, I had those moments too. <laughs> don't worry. And I didn't say yes on the spot. I'm smart enough to like draw it out a little bit and yeah. try, you know, but, but yeah, but I mean, I think 
I know for myself that by the time I left, I was already going like, okay, how, how can I put this together? What does this look like? Um, and what what would this mean for the, what I've built and kind of the brand equity that I had built in shopping and retail and fashion and, you know, moving into something totally new and different? So let's just kind of lean into that, those those thoughts, right? That those sort of imposter thoughts that, oh, wait, but can I and am I good enough? And right. so so a lot of people, I mean, that, that's where it just stops, right? That's where that's where the conversation inside our heads just stop. No, I can't, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not good enough or I'm not experienced enough or I'm not educated enough. Yeah. So so can you just talk a little bit about when when those thoughts come up for you, like what what do you do with that, and how do you move how do you move through and past those thoughts mm. to get you to the yes? Well, I think I mean just in terms of the original saying yes, I mean I think the two things that were the most intimidating for me were first of all really focusing on business, and I love thinking about business in terms of creativity and ideas and branding, but like thinking about numbers and like, (laughs) you know, like the real nitty gritty. Like I've written enough business stories that I wasn't like, I I know I can do it, but like, I don't know if I'm the best at that. And I also don't know if I'm any better than the people who are on the staff, the really experienced people, several of whom were older than me and had more, you know, had more tenure. And so that was really intimidating. Um, So I kind of like made a list of all the things that I would need to like figure out and make sure that these lined up. One of them was meeting with everybody on the team to make sure that they were okay with this. I didn't want to like walk into hostile territory. So I had a lot of conversations and kind of, you know, really made lists for myself. Like, what what does this mean? What am I giving up? What am I changing? What has to happen? What does this mean in terms of my schedule? What what does this mean in terms of, you know, who I am and what my day-to-day is? So just kind of really being methodical about going over all of that. Allie, I have a question for you. You mentioned uh, side hustles, mm-hmm. and I think side hustles have become very important, particularly to women, as we try to figure out what it is we want to do. So I wonder if you could talk a little bit about your side hustles. Do they all like fit very neatly into a cute little box <laughs> that, <laughs> with your job and your side hustles and and how you figure out what is a side hustle versus what's the thing that you're doing? as a career. It's more like a broken down box with parts pouring out <laughs> all over the place. I think that would probably be the better analogy. So for me, I, I think it, it started when I was a newspaper person before making the transition to magazines. And I had an idea for something that absolutely related to to my day job. But the newspaper was so kind of tunnel vision that they didn't see it that way. And I got permission to do it without leaving. I'm really good at adding things. I'm not good at like stepping away from things. It's probably a gender thing. It's probably a, you know, kind of being responsible and playing it safe sort of thing. Like I know I can just do more, more, more. But, you know, at a certain point you have to make decisions. But for me, I would say the side hustles have always related. It's, you know, doing a radio show that is about shopping and style, which is what I write about. Um, But it's different employers, you know, or it's launching Alley Shops, which was my own, you know, website. And at one time was a guide to shopping, but it was kind of serving a slightly different purpose than the magazine. So yeah, related. And you will keep 
doing those things, even though your, you know, kind of main gig is on the business side and not the fashion, shopping, and style side. Well, that's really, that's been a really interesting conversation, and it's a conversation that I had at the magazine, and they sort of, um, you know, they know me and all of the things that I do, basically like it, but, you know, media properties get a little sensitive, and they want you to be only for them. Right. So I think we we discussed that, and I think, you know, they thought, gee, is this maybe a good time for you to stop doing your radio show? <laughs> like, do you want to just do this job, which is a big job? And I thought about it, but ultimately decided that those are parts of me. I do my radio show with my mom. It's a really special, rare, you know, opportunity to do something like that with my mom to get yelled at on the live radio <laughs> for so two awesome. hours every Saturday, <laughs> glutton for punishment. But, um, but that's part of me, too. And I think it was really important to me to show up at Twin Cities Business as my whole self. I wasn't going to like try to shove liking fashion into a a little box and pretend like it, you know, like I'm going to start wearing blue suits now every day. Like I just, you know, I decided I'm going to be me, like, you know, and I think I have the chops to do this job the way it needs to be done. But I also have these other parts of me. I love that. I think if I could get you to repeat that 25 times, maybe in my ear all the time, that'd be great. <laughs> but I do, I love the concept of, you know, you saying I have to bring my whole self. And if that means I'm going to continue to do some of these side hustles and these side gigs, that's great. Like, kudos to you for having the chops to be able to do that. Thank you. Yeah. And, and you know, this podcast is her next chapter. And it's so cool that that you're in talking about this recent move, you, you brought you brought your whole your whole self to your next chapter. It's not like you you cut it off and had to completely reinvent yourself. You brought you brought pieces of you that are important. Yeah, I don't, that wouldn't feel very authentic. And I think what it, it's it's probably you know interesting timing to have me in this kind of role. I think business is getting so much more personal and needing to have real conversations and conversations about culture and, you know, who we are and the fact that most of us, because of technology, we're not working nine to five. We're working, you know, at 11 o'clock at night on our phone or we're, you know, we're all juggling all the things. And I think for a long time we were sort of trying to hide that. And now it's just more accepted. And so I think, you know, being really authentic to who you are, whether you're at work or at home or doing both is, is just more in line with the times. Right. So... You are the first woman. That, yes. Editor, senior editor, chief editor of Twin Cities Business. (laughs) I mean, congratulations, right? Congratulations for you. Huge. And talk about what that's been like for you and kind of what you've learned and and how that transition into that role was you talked about sort of talking to the whole team and, you know, making sure everybody was cool with it. How did that? flow for you? Um, I think it was a bigger deal than I expected it to be. I mean, it didn't cross my mind, you know, when I was debating whether I wanted the job and whether I could do the job. I wasn't I wasn't thinking about the gender thing. Like, I've only been a woman. I only know how to do it <laughs> as a woman. It, do, it didn't really enter my mind. And it was really only as I, you know, it's we started discussing like, wow, there have only been three previous editors of Twin Cities Business. And yeah, it turns out they're all men. Um, but yeah, that was the thing that people wanted to talk about at first, for sure. It probably made it bigger, you know, more of a story. And I had mixed feelings about it. 
proud, for sure, excited to usher in a new chapter, to tell a broader range of stories and bring more diversity to the magazine, but also not wanting it to be like, oh, they had to give a girl the job, you know, or like, that's why, you know, that's why I got That's not the story. I mean, I would like to think I got the job because of the work that I had done leading up to it. But certainly the opportunity to show, you know, younger women that there are that this path exists for them and just to kind of bring a new perspective. Yeah, I'm very proud of that. As you should be. So you make it look really easy, okay? You you just do. You, you, I, I mean, she's that. always like dressed Lies, in just, smoke and mirrors, <laughs> good concealer. Thank you, Bobby Brown. <laughs> I mean, you do. You've got, you've got, it's working Thank for you. you. Um, and these two, you know, wonderful husband, these two beautiful boys and, but I'm sure that there is struggle, right? And obstacles and oh Every my day. gosh, what am I doing and how am I doing it? Yeah. Can you just can you just bring us into that a little yeah. bit and talk about some of some of the challenges? Well, I think one of the things for me when I was with Minneapolis St. Paul magazine, I was more of an island. It was more like I knew what I had to do. I was assigning myself the stories. I was doing the writing. I was out and about. I wasn't in the office all the time. And so I could really, it was really just about me and getting it done. Very, very different role now leading a team and being there for the team, spending a lot more time on people stuff, not just the work. And so that, I think, has certainly been the biggest change for me. Um, for me personally, just like my where I am, when. I mean, this this ha- it all kind of, it all happens for a reason and at the right time. My kids are old enough now that, like, they can come home from school. Would have been really, you know, I treasured the years when I could say I'm working from home on Monday and Friday. And that was a real luxury and it was something that I think I earned and it was something I was able to do because of the kind of job I had. Definitely, I'm like in the office and in meetings more than I had been before. So that's been a major like culture change. Um, And there are days where I would like to just like stay home. I know that like I could do everything I need to do at home or at a coffee shop or at Modern Well and not talk to anybody. But it's like I have to show up, you know. And so that, you know, just sort of adjusting to that. Um, As far as everything else, I mean, I think I've always tried to involve my kids in my work. I'm not I think some people subscribe to the like you know, separate and, you know, when you're home, you're home and when you're there, that has never worked for me. Maybe I'm just not organized enough. I mean, you know, I've always, when I was visiting stores and doing stuff, I would always try to do that on the days when I was with my kids because I could multitask. Yeah. Yeah. So they've always seen me work. And I think there's value in that, yeah. especially for boys. You know, I mean, I so I don't they know who I am. They know what I do. It's all part of me. And um you just, you know, some days the balance works better than others, right? I feel like yeah. each stage of having kids brings new challenges. You know, I used to panic about, like, getting to the daycare pickup on time. Am I going to get fined? And now it's like the, you know, being the Uber, you know, shuffling from thing to thing, you know. So it's like each stage has its challenges, and you just kind of adjust your work schedule to that. Sure. So what is what is a day in the life of, of Allie Kaplan? What, what is a typical typical day for you? I mean, the thing I've always loved about journalism is every day is so different. You know, with a monthly magazine, you know, it just depends where we are in the cycle. Like right now, you've caught me where we're working on stories and we're not in production. And so it's like easier to be out and about and chatting with you guys. Um, <laughs> you. you know, certain weeks were, you know, kind of in in the office and head down and getting pages finished and until they go off to the printer it's like nobody's going anywhere so you know it's all 
all it's it's all it every day is different. There are days where I'm out speaking and meeting with people and I do I meet a lot of people. I've met so many people in this job. It's just amazing. You can live in a city for, you know, yeah. your whole life and and it's like you just meet all these it's amazing. So that's been really fun. Um I do a lot of talking and meeting and speaking. Um I still tend to do a lot of writing late at night. Um, I see my day in kind of, you know, sections. It's like there's the morning routine. There's the making lunches and <laughs> making <laughs> breakfast, which I, I actually love to do, you know. Um, and then there's the like going to the office. And then there's like the whole after school business. And then there's kind of that the next shift. Yeah. And, you're and a that, late night, you're yeah, a late night writer. I am. Yeah, and yeah. I find that like the best time to, to get a hold of busy women is late at night. Yeah. That's when we're all online and <laughs> right. answering the emails. You can have the quick conversation. And so that's the trade-off. Like am I the TV's on, but I'm never it never has my full attention, but I would rather be able to leave and have dinner with my family and then, you know, do a couple hours later. So what I'm okay I, with that. What I love about that is I think sometimes we feel like we have to read a book and the book says that this is how this is the best way to maximize your life, ladies. And, you know, what I hear you saying, Allie, and what I certainly um, aspire to is I have to do what's going to work for me and my family and my life. And, you know, my kids see me on my computer working, and I think that that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, because they know that I am there for them, that, you know, when they need me and when they don't. And so I think that that's just a great message for women in particular to know you have to figure out what works for you and what works for your family and no judgment yes. because somebody <laughs> else is going to have a different plan and that's going to work for them. The other thing you said that I love is I do think oftentimes women get caught in, ugh, how could I move from fashion to business? And what you said that I love is that you approached fashion as a business. So that transition, for you at least, was not that different. And I think a lot of times if we think about the changes that we want to make and the shift that we want to make, it's probably not um, as big of a leap as we think it is, especially if we've been approaching work potentially differently than people who have maybe done the role in the past. So. I think those are just two great points for people to consider. Yeah, I think you can't worry so much about, I think, perceptions and thinking about how other people are going to perceive it can sometimes be a real roadblock. And you have to know in your heart, like, can I do this? And then you deal with all that. You prove it to people. You find ways to explain to them, like, yeah, I'm going to do this a little differently. It's going to look a little different. Some things might work. Some things might not. But let's, you know, let's give it a try. You're just a positive, like always in a good mood person. I just I, I see that about Allie. And, and, you know, from the self-care standpoint, right, I'm always like, OK, how do you how do you recharge? How do you take care of yourself? Um, you know, for some it's uh, yeah, I'd love to hear about your your self-care tactics. I would say that gets sacrificed. And I, I think been trying to, to be better about that and saying that like this hour instead of like, you know, being home, it might be better spent with me going to get a massage. And that might just fuel the whole family for the week. Really? <laughs> Mama needs a massage. So, it's a gift um, that keeps on giving. It sure right? is. <laughs> giving to me. Um, so no, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I love to to do that. I don't do it like a lot. But now and then, 
working out is important and making sure that I, I mean, that's really important to me. If I haven't worked out all week, I'll start to feel really, you know, sluggish. So yeah, I make time for that. Walks, uh, we have a new puppy. So that's really making the walks happen with more regularity. Yeah, we need a little more crazy in the house, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nobody in diapers. So let's bring on a puppy. Come on, Larry. Yeah, yeah, but I just think, you know, taking certain times and there are times where it's like, I just need to sit here and watch this dumb show and do nothing in there and that's okay yeah it's, it's so funny though just listening to you you know right off the bat okay we as women right away when we talk about self-care when we even hear the word self-care we go to what we're not doing mm. right mm-hmm. like well I should be getting a massage you know right instead of you know and it's just such an interesting thing that I think we do is like it's like we 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 think about what we should be doing instead of being like you know yeah I'm I'm taking care of myself I'm going for walks I'm I'm working out I'm you know getting a massage when I can right I yeah. mean I just I think we are so hard on ourselves yeah I try to do really little things too it, sound, it might sound so stupid but just like lighting candles yes. on my desk yes I think like my best. husband thinks it's super weird and dumb but like it makes me so happy it really does so I try to just like appreciate the really little moments I love that so Allie what is next for you Oh, does there have to come? Oh my God, can no, I have a no. minute and a half? Jeez. And it can no, just be getting no. through the day, no, right? I, I mean, you know, I think, you know, building our podcast by all means and just, you know, thinking about what I think journalism is in publishing is changing so much and kind of the way we deliver content and the intersection of business and content and different ways that we can be delivering messages and bringing communities together. Those are the kind of things on my mind. And yes, you can just be. Thank you. (laughs) We give you permission. (laughs) So lastly, what advice do you have for women in particular who might be in a, you know, a job that they're not liking in a, in even in a relationship that they're not happy in and and they they know that they need to make a change right they know that they need to sort of enter their next chapter and are maybe feeling stuck or afraid what advice do you have for women who um who are looking at change but sort of resisting it, how would you say to approach that? I think it's really easy to to read and watch, you know, the big stories, you know, the people who've just like ditched the job and just went for it. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. But oh, my God, I have a mortgage and I have, you know, this and that. And I think it's better to approach it in baby steps. You know, maybe you do take on something else on top of what you're doing. It's going to feel a lot less stressful. You know, take baby steps, tiptoe in and see like, oh, do I like this? You know, let me, and I, and I think really networking, I can't, I feel so fortunate to know so many amazing women like you and just the conversations and hearing how other people are approaching it, talking to people about what you want to do. People will give you the time Take it. Ask for it. You know, bring something to the table so that you have something to offer too. But have the meetings, meet new people, start looking, and just take baby steps in, and you'll get there. It's awesome, Allie. Thank you so much for oh, this being is so here. Fun. Thank you for your time, my and your pleasure, wisdom, and your beautiful smile. You're such an inspiration to so many. Thank you. Well, I thank appreciate you so you much. Saying that. I'm excited to hear the show. Yes. Yay! Thank you. 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 Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to Her Next Chapter. We hope this episode inspired you to turn the page into your next chapter. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a five-star rating. You can find us at stuffpierce.com or modernwell.com on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. See you next time.